and let him come and Sister Robbie come and let them just do what they feel the Lord wants them to do tonight. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Give Brother Leon, Sister Robbie, a good welcome tonight and a hand of appreciation. God bless you, brother. Hallelujah to God. In the presence of a king. Glory to God. In the presence of a king. Praise God. Come on, Sister Robbie. I'm going to sing. Amen. <clears throat> we, we, uh, we're like dinosaurs, and uh, we sang, uh, Sister Robbie, she, she sang stuff like, uh, anybody here ever heard of an eight track? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We sang, we sang stuff like from eight track days. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Something other we sung one time, and the man said, that ain't an eight track, that's a 45. It's easy on that. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So she's, take your shoes off, stay a little while. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen.
feet if you haven't stood up already. And let's do this little bit of an old, old, old camp meeting song. Well, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want.
to God. Amen. Hallelujah to God. When Moses crossed the Red Sea, his sister and a bunch of women got together and grabbed up the tambourine. Hallelujah. And made some music and all got to shouting. Hallelujah. Shouting and praising God because God said, take a good look at all them Egyptians because you ain't never going to see them again. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. You, you may be seated. When I was in high school, my dad used to drag me in them honky-tonks and bars, made me go. I hated them places. Made me go with them places, and I, I never was a dancer. I, ne- I didn't care nothing about that. My dad, he liked to dance. Every woman in the bar would want to dance with him. I didn't like that. But when I got saved... The Lord put a Holy Ghost in me. Every now and then, you just can't help it. Hallelujah. Praise him in a dance. Hallelujah to God. If you ever, if you ever been in one, in, in some, you used to, uh, had a fellowship that is all black churches and uh, African-American folks. And me and Sister Robbie, we was the only white people there. And, and it, man, they get to praising them, them praise dance stuff. And you, 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 just, you just learn how to do it, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Them guys, they, they, they got to grab your pocket, you know. You got you, you to gotta grab your pocket and pull it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just, and, and, them, and them ladies, when they really get in the spirit, you, you got to know how to do it. You, you got to put the hand on the hip. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, and ain't nothing wrong with that because the scripture said praise him in a dance. Hallelujah to God. Bless him in a dance. And, the, and, and David danced before the Lord with all his might, just praising God. Hallelujah to God. My mother-in-law, she's having a lot of health issues. And uh, pray for us, Sister Robbie, we can't get far away and Sister Robbie has helped take care of her mom, and, but she's always been a dancer. My mom-in-law, she's 84, and she likes to dance. Amen. It wouldn't care if she's in the Valley of Dry Bones. One Jesus to get her up. <laughs> Hallelujah. She, she, it don't bother her. She's going to dance. Hallelujah. And uh, here a few years ago, Sister Robbie and I, we, we took her and her sister, her baby sister, to Branson. And uh, they wanted to see a 50 show. So we went to Branson, and I took her to the 50 show. And them kids was wearing them, what do they call them, poodle skirts and bobby socks. And they was doing that 50, 50s music. And my mom-in-law, it didn't take much for her. Her and my, her and my aunt, they was, they was, they was a dancing. They, they was into it. They, they was into it. I tapped her on the shoulder, and I said, Mom-in-law, that was the same dance she was doing last Sunday at church. She liked to wore me out. Hallelujah to God. God's people ought to be the happiest people on the planet. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen to God. Amen to God. All right. 
Thank you. We, we just, we, we enjoy. You know, some places you go and preach, I can't hardly wait to leave. It's like some houses you go to. You know, some, some people's house you go to, uh, you don't even want to sit down. You just want to stand up and talk a little bit and then leave. But some places you go, you just want to take your shoes off. Lay down on the couch. Make yourself at home. If you want something to drink, you don't even ask. You just get up and go to the refrigerator and see what they got. Amen? And that's kind of the way it is here. I just like it here. Hallelujah. I just, and believe me, I don't feel like this at all places. Hallelujah to God. I was telling Pastor at lunch, I said, I, that, that, it ain't a whole lot of places I tell folks I had somebody in my church having an affair with his mother-in-law. I don't tell that everywhere I go. Amen. You, you got to feel pretty comfortable, you know. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Well, we enjoy, we enjoy, we enjoy the, the, the fellowship and the glory to God. It's, it's just, this is what we do. This is how we survive. This is it. <clears throat> Glory to God. And you don't get any better than this. Hallelujah. Some folks spend their life looking for it. If you ever get it, if you ever get this, you'll stop looking. You won't be confused and looking. You, you tell what? Uh, we, we got a sister up in Maryland. She kind of follows us. She likes to get on Facebook and see. Hallelujah to God. Years ago when I started preaching there, you know, back in them days, the charismatic movement was real strong in the 70s. And everywhere you go, somebody had a word for you. And everywhere you go, they always ask me, you got a word for me? And I'm like, if you'll listen to me for 30 minutes, I'll give you one. <clears throat> and I'm not against prophesying by no means. I'm just hallelujah to God. But they, they prophesied to me, you're going to preach all over the world. Now, I didn't pay no more attention to that. Because to be honest with you, I don't like flying. And to get all over the world, that's the way you got to go. And it's, I don't care nothing about that. Hallelujah. I got missionary friends all over the world, and I support missionary friends. And they try to get me to come, and I'm like, I'm not coming. I like America. Hallelujah. But then in our technology era, everybody knows you're all over the world today. Just like that. All over the world. Praise God. I was preaching in Cleveland, Tennessee. You know, that's almost heaven for some folks. Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, some of y'all know what that means and some don't. But anyway, I was at a missions conference and there was... Eight nations of Africa there. Eight nations. About 40 people from Africa. Eight different nations there. And every one of them leaders, every one of them come to me and say, you, you come into my country. Give me your card. So I give them the card. And I said, don't hold your breath because I ain't coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't know what God has in store, so I'm not flying no airplane. Lo, I'm with you always. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God's a good God. 
Hallelujah to God. Amen. Just get on YouTube and Facebook and, and do all that stuff. You'll get us there. Let's look in Psalms 107. Amen. Psalms 107, uh, verse 15. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. He has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhors all manner of meat, and they draw near to the gates of death. Then they cry to the Lord in their trouble, and he saves them out of their distress. Aren't you glad for that? I cried to the Lord in my trouble, and he saved me out of my distress. Verse number 20. Preach a few minutes tonight from this passage. And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen. A few, a uh, couple of weeks ago, I was uh, re read, reading something, and and uh, I, when I was reading that and uh, just meditating, the Lord began to speak to my spirit these words. <clears throat> Have a proxy night. Proxy night. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to pray for somebody that ain't here tonight. We're going to believe God to touch somebody in your house, your family, your boss, your job. Not us, but for somebody else. Hallelujah to God. Reading in the Word of God, Matthew chapter 5, a Roman centurion came to Jesus and said, my servant is grievously tormented of this palsy and I need you to heal him. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And he said, no, I don't want you to come to my house. I want you to speak the word. I just want you to speak the word. And Jesus said, I hadn't found faith any like this in Israel. I just, <laughs> hallelujah. Go on your way and your servant is healed. As a matter of fact, I think the scripture said in the self-same hour his servant was healed. <laughs> hallelujah to God. That, just, that gives me hope that, amen, that we can be a vital part in the kingdom of God of touching somebody else's life that they may not be able to come or they, or, or they may be in some place that they're not physically able to come. But we can stand in the gap. Amen. The word of the Lord said to Ezekiel, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a man that'll stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Can I tell you tonight, you may be the only hope that somebody that you know or somebody in your family, you may be the only hope that they have of reaching Christ. God is looking for somebody that will believe and have faith. I'm, I, I want to stir up your faith tonight for you to believe that if I come to God, I call upon him, he will save them from their destruction and from their distresses because you have enough faith. He that comes to God must believe that God is and God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah to God. 
Amen. We, we, we come to the house of God and we want something and we want to worship and we want to exalt and we want to praise and we want to bless. And here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up. Oh, church, tonight I want to tell you, God wants to use you to touch somebody else's life. Hallelujah. And they may not even know that you're standing in the gap and you're praying. Hallelujah. A Canaanite woman came to Jesus, somebody of a different race. Matter of fact, they, they, they told her to leave. We don't even want to talk to you. We don't have time for you. If that had been most people in our society today, they'd have just walked away thinking, who does he think he is talking to me like that? Oh, but Jesus said, it ain't right for me to take the children's bread and give it to you dogs. She said, Lord, hold on a minute. I know that I might be a dog, but I'm just looking for some crumbs. All I want is some crumbs. I, I'm not asking for a big time revival. I'm not looking for a Brownsville, Florida revival, a Zusa Street revival. I'm just looking for the crumbs that are left over that you might be able, because my daughter is grievously vexed by the devil, and I I need some help. Church, every one of us here tonight knows somebody whose life is in a mess. We, every one of us knows some drug addict, some alcoholic, somebody's lost in the streets. Somebody can't find their way around. Somebody don't even have any hope at all except you. You're their only hope that they have. Hallelujah. Absalom led a conspiracy against his own father. And one day, one before all of that happened, he, he had killed his half-brother because he had raped his sister and, and uh, he fled the country and, and Joab was the intercessor and he tried to get him to come back and he moved back to Jerusalem but he never saw his father's face for two years. Lived right down the street from him. Uh, didn't have any contact with him at all. But oh, David would grieve for Absalom. And then there was Joab uh, and he, he had a connection with both people uh, and one day Absalom woke up and said I, I, I want to see my daddy I, I want to talk to the king but I've been so bad and I've been so rough and I've done stuff I ought not do and I don't feel like that I'm worthy. Every one of us know people that have said those very same things to us. God won't save me. I've never called on his name. I've never prayed. I've never trusted in God. I've been too mean. I've been too bad. But oh God we find that mediator and he said Joab if you'll take me to him and when Joab brought Absalom before David they fell on their knees and kissed and embraced one another. I want to tell somebody tonight, you're the only hope uh, to bring somebody in the presence of a king. Uh, we have the privilege to stand here tonight and sing in the presence of a king uh, and feel his glory uh, and taste and see that the Lord is good. And we know people that would love to, uh, but they don't feel like they're worthy, uh, but they need somebody. Uh, and you're sitting in this pew tonight that have the ability uh, to join hands uh, and if any two agree touching any one thing it shall be done hallelujah Woo. glory to God I remember hearing a testimony by brother Shambach years ago I used to listen to him on the radio every day 245 and he told this testimony that a lady came to his meeting and brought him some candy and said, my sister's in a mental institute. 
and they won't let us give her anything. They won't let her have anything but candy. That's all they'll let her have. They won't let us give her anything. But she likes candy and they'll let her, oh, hallelujah. They'll let us give her candy. So I want you to pray over this candy. Brother Sandbox said, that's the craziest thing I've ever done. Prayed over candy. Peppermint, we'll call it. I don't know what it was, M&M's, peanut butter, who knows. But he took the candy and he prayed over the candy. Hallelujah and gave it back to the sister. And she took it back to her sister in the mental institute. And a few weeks later, he's in another city. And they're having meeting. And here comes the lady with her sister. Hallelujah. Because the mental institute done give him a call. And said, you need to come and get your sister. There's nothing wrong with her. She has a sound mind. All she needed was somebody who would stand in the gap. Somebody that believed God. Somebody would stand against the powers of hell. Hell's forces want you to believe that God's not going to do it. And it'll never happen. And nothing's ever going to come out of it. But if you can believe God all things are possible uh, to him that believe uh, in an impossible situations uh, my God our impossible situations uh, is heaven's divine opportunity uh, that the heathen may know uh, that I'm Jehovah God and beside me uh, there is no other hallelujah Woo. glory to God just give me some crumbs Lord I believe you tonight if I could just get some crumbs we know in, in Acts chapter 19, we, we're familiar, all of us Pentecostal people, that Paul preached and they took aprons and handkerchiefs from his body. He held them on, cut them up, whatever. We've done all that for years and sent them out. And the scripture said when they sent the handkerchiefs and the aprons out, many were, that were sick were healed and the oppressed were delivered set free from demon spirits just through a prayer cloth because somebody believed God. Would you pray over this with me? Would you join in faith with me? If any two agree, I, I can't touch them and I can't reach them. But I believe they not, it's, just, it's just cloth. But faith touches it. Hallelujah. Faith creates miracles. Faith brings those things that are impossible into possibilities. Hallelujah to God. We had a family in our church years ago, and they had several children, and one of their daughters, she, she was real rebellious, and she ran away from home, and they hadn't seen her in, in, in several weeks, and didn't know where she's at. Mama's going crazy. Ain't heard a word from her. Just a young girl, 14 or 15 years old. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we said, let's get us a prayer cloth. We can't give it to her because we don't know where she's at, but we prayed over that prayer cloth. Abraham called those things that be not as though they are. It don't look very good from our, our natural perspective. But in faith, we get a hold of God. And we believe God to bring that girl home. They put it under her mattress where she once slept. What in two days she come walking up in the driveway. Hallelujah. God said in his word, I read you tonight, when they called, I healed them from their distresses. When they called, I healed and delivered them from their destruction. God needs somebody here tonight to stand in the gap for somebody you know whose life is in a mess, whose life is in trouble, and you're the only hope that they have of deliverance. Whoa, hallelujah.
Then the next Sunday, she come into church and walked down that aisle, knelt on her knees and give her life to Jesus through the prayer of mama and daddy and men and women of God getting a hold of God through a prayer cloth. Hallelujah. Putting it under the mattress. Got too many testimonies to tell you. Unsaved husband slip a prayer cloth under his pillow. <laughs> he may get meaner than the devil in the next few weeks, but hold on. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That prayer cloth, <laughs> it'll work, I'm telling you tonight. God said, I want you to have folks to stand in proxy for somebody and believe God to touch and change somebody's life. Woo, glory to God. John chapter 4, verse 46 said, A certain nobleman whose son was sick came to Jesus and said, I need you to come and heal my son before he dies. And Jesus looked at him and said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And when he was on his way home, I guess it was a pretty good piece because he ran into his employees. And when he met them, they said, Yesterday afternoon at the seventh hour, your son fever left him and he started getting better and the man knew and the scripture said and the man knew it was the same hour it was a, somebody ought to get it right now it was the same hour that Jesus had said go home your son liveth it was the same hour I want to tell somebody tonight it's somewhere between 7 and 8 o'clock on Sunday afternoon September the whatever the day is the 10th or whatever it is hallelujah you can remember mark it down write it in your Bible that heaven's about to hear your prayer and he's about to send his word and send his word and he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them and set them free. Hallelujah. Woo! I'll tell you what standing in proxy will do. When, when the Lord called me to preach, and I, 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 I told some family members, and some was happy and some wasn't. And when I told my dad I was going to be a preacher, my dad, he went to cursing, run me out of the house, told me, son, I had better ambitions in life for you than that. You'll never mount to nothing. I don't want to hear none of that. I, I was pretty hurt, you know. I was an 18-year-old boy wanting to impress dad, but dad, he wasn't too impressed. So I left. My dad was an alcoholic. And for 25 years, I preached this gospel. Dad never came around, never seen dad. About once a year, we'd get together for 30 minutes. Not because we didn't love one another, but because he was in a world of darkness. And I was in a world of light. And I didn't want to hear his dirty jokes. I didn't want to go to his bars. I didn't want to be in his drinking parties. Don't shout me down now. God delivered me out of all that mess and I didn't want to have no part of it. I was free from it. Hallelujah. And he couldn't drag me back into it. I didn't want to have no part of it. I didn't want to go in his business where he got all them dirty magazines around. I didn't want no part of that. So what'd you do? I just kept praying. <laughs> kept standing in proxy. Kept believing God. 
And the more I prayed, the meaner daddy got. Oh, hallelujah. And the more I stood and believed, the more cussing he'd do. Amen. We'd have funerals and preachers would try to witness to him. He'd cuss them out. Man, he was a heathen, my daddy was. Amen. But because I kept the faith and because I held on to God and because I refused to turn loose of the horns of the altar when nobody else would, when everybody else would give up, oh, somebody ought to hear me tonight. When you think it's impossible, when the devil tells you they'll never be saved, they're too mean, they're too bad, they're too rough. I want to tell you there's a cross where Jesus hung. There's a cross where he bled and died. And there's an empty tomb that he arose from the grave that breaks every chain, loosens the bands of wickedness, will undo the heavy burdens, cause the oppressed to be delivered. He was set captive free by the power of this glorious gospel. Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. One day after 25 years, my dad called me out of the blue. Son, I need your help. Had lots of friends. My dad was a major league bowler. Traveled all over the nation bowling tournaments. I liked to bowl a little bit. When I was pastoring and went through struggles pastoring, bowling was my favorite pastime. Because I could get in there, don't tell one person. Just imagine faces on them pins. There ain't many preachers that tell y'all stuff like that. Hallelujah to God. Preachers tried to get me hooked into golfing. I couldn't even hit the ball. I swung, I swung at that ball a dozen times. I played basketball in high school, and I was pretty good, but I could not hit that golf ball. Preacher come out there, and he said, Leon, put the club down. He said, my backhoe can't dig a hole that good. <laughs> So I gave up golfing. But that bowling, it, it just has a way of taking all anxiety. Hallelujah. My dad was a good bowler. And he had lots of friends. Till the doctor said, you're going to die in three weeks. Then who he called. People act like they don't know you. And they hate you. But you're the light of the world. And you're the salt of this earth and when they get thirsty hallelujah that you drink this water and you'll always be thirsty but when they need a drink that quenches that thirst oh hallelujah that'll be a well springing up into everlasting life hallelujah to God they're like Absalom they're looking for Joab they're looking for that intercessor they're looking for that mediator somebody that knows him somebody that's acquainted with him I don't know how to pray I don't know how to talk to him I, I, don't, I don't know what to do but if you can help me please lead me to him and the next thing you know my old alcoholic dad was sitting in my church on the second 
Sherman Pugh. And when I got through preaching, he stood up with tears rolling down his face. Be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord gloriously saved him that day. Changed his life. Brought him out of hell. Brought him out of torment. Brought peace. Brought joy. Brought deliverance. But it never would have happened if there hadn't been somebody standing in the gap and making up the hedge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We all know people we've almost give up on. I got friends. I told my wife I ain't messing with them another time. The next week he called me and said, I'm in trouble. Will you help me? You're the only one I know that can help me. And I watched God bring restoration. Hallelujah. All because somebody stands in a place and don't quit. Stands in a gap. Holds on. Prays when you don't feel like praying. Fast when you're hungry. Glory to God. That's what makes it happen. That's what God said. I, I want you to have a proxy night and have people believe. And when two agree touching any one thing, it shall be done. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Ask and you shall receive. Some of these charismatic preachers, they believe if you ask more than one time, you, you, you're, you got no faith and you're doubting. Well, I don't believe that because I'm going to tell you. I've been to people's houses and the television's on and all four cars is in the driveway. And when I knocked on the door, nobody come. But I know the light's on. All four cars is in the driveway. You know what I do? I'm just a persistent guy. I just keep knocking till somebody answers the door. I just keep knocking. Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. This woman continually bothering me. I'm going to grant her petition. Hallelujah. Faith don't give up. Faith don't quit. Faith don't stop. Glory to God. We was in a meeting and, and, and an old grandma come up for prayer. I didn't say anything to her. I just prayed. I didn't know what she wanted. Didn't matter. God knows everything. We just agreed and I just prayed God. Grant her her petition. Whatever she has need of. Touch her body or whatever it might be. That was Sunday night. Monday night. She come into church. I said, how are you? I'm blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. All right. She said, you don't know what I prayed for last night. I said, no, ma'am. She said, my grandson was charged with the crime. And the lawyers tried to get him to uh, 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 plea bargain. Thank you. And get the plea bargain because that's what lawyers do. You agree. And to plea bargain, that means you got to admit guilt to get a lesser sentence. And he said, I'm not admitting, Grandma, because I never done it. I'm totally innocent of this deal, and I'm not admitting. They had a trial, found him guilty, and Monday morning he was going for sentencing. But Grandma, Grandma knows a God, hallelujah, that said, send his word and save them from their destruction. 
sent his word. Said when my grandson walked in court this morning and stood before the judge, the judge said, son, new evidence come in this weekend. You're free to go. You can just leave. Hallelujah. Done been found guilty and looking at a sentence. But there's a God in heaven. Hallelujah to God. When a church prayed and Peter was locked up, somebody made intercession and heaven heard and sent his word and brought deliverance. God's still a deliverer tonight. Hallelujah. Need somebody to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Make up the hedge. Believe God. A friend of ours as a church, and we have a meeting there every year, annual meeting. A few years ago, we was in the meeting, and, and a lady came in, and they was receiving the offering, and she brought her offering. We never pushed this kind of stuff. She'd done this on her own. It wasn't even mentioned. She brought her offering. She laid it in the pastor's hand and said, God told me to give this offering tonight for my daughter. Because my daughter was an RN and, and, and she got hooked on drugs. And she left her kids, left her husband, and left mom and dad. We ain't heard a word from her in two years. Not one word in two years have we heard from her. We don't know where she is. We don't know anything about her. But tonight, I'm believing God to hear from my daughter. Hallelujah. That was, that, that was on Sunday. Monday she come into church Monday night for service come into church all happy she said 7 o'clock this morning my phone rung and it was my baby I ain't heard a word from her in two years she said mama I'm not going to tell you where I am but I just felt like I needed to call I just cause he sent his word I don't care if they're in a honky tonk I don't care if they're in Afghanistan I don't care if they're in Baghdad Iraq I don't care if they're in the deepest jungles of Africa there's a God tonight that's an omnipresent God hallelujah he's an omnipresent God he's everywhere and his eyes are over the righteous and his ear is open to their cry and if you will call I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not I will answer while you're yet speaking it's 7.30 on the Sunday night I'm going to answer and I'm going to send my word and heal them hallelujah to God would you stand glory to God and that's like a freight train running 100 mile an hour and throwing on the brakes <laughs> hallelujah anybody in it, I want everybody in this church tonight ought to know somebody that needs your prayer and needs you to stand in the gap. I want you to come and stand with me tonight and we're going to agree together. Hallelujah. We're going to take authority and power and dominion over the powers of the enemy over drug addiction. I want you to pray with me tonight. Listen real carefully. Listen. A young man that grew up in our church. He's about 40 years old now. He got a daughter 17 years old. 17 years old. She's in Children's Medical Hospital in Dallas. Been there over a week in ICU from vaping, whatever that is. Sucking smoke in your lungs. 
on the verge of dying a week ago but she's coming back around she's talking and communicating they still got a tube on her oh God hallelujah that girl would have died if she didn't have a praying mama and a praying daddy hallelujah are you hearing me tonight hey, there's some kids out there ain't got no hope without a praying mama praying daddy grandma grandpa a friend a cousin an uncle a nephew a niece somebody that knows somebody that can call their name somebody that can touch the throne of heaven and call their name before God we're going to believe God you, you don't know 40 years ago the worst thing we had to deal with was people dipping snuff and chewing tobacco and drinking Falstaff or something but we got a messed up screwed up world today you don't know how many preachers pastors have come and hugged my neck and whispered in my ear these words please pray for my family my child boy or girl has gone into homosexual lifestyle brother Rick I hear it all the time not just laity and people out there but pastors kids born into lesbianism homosexuality don't know what to do I said keep holding keep standing in the gap we're going to break that chain we're going to break that sin we're going to destroy that yoke of bondage. That Bible's true or it ain't true. Hallelujah. If this Bible be true, let every man be a liar. His word be true tonight. God give us power to agree. And there's power in agreement tonight. Hallelujah. Won't you join hands? Everybody, we ought to join hands together.